Uh, before I start the homily, I want to share some uh, joy. And one of those moments where God, I, I don't know the right word, I say flexes, right? Uh, but some months ago, uh, an aunt and an uncle uh, felt called by the Lord to put down uh, a mass for their nephew. So this mass right here is for a young man named Vincent, who is a big Cardinals fan, and, and we forgive him. Uh, yes, we're okay. So uh, Vincent had to go to the hospital last week. He was feeling quite sick, and uh, we were praying for him, and his dad took uh, holy water from Lourdes and uh, prayed over him and priests anointed him. Uh, and uh, today is a mass for him. Uh, today is the feast day of Our Lady of Lourdes. And today, Vincent's coming home from the hospital. And I just think our Lord is showing off. Yeah, <laughs> praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now, a smart priest would stop. So, uh, leprosy, um, we heard in our first reading the way the law dealt with leprosy. And leprosy was a disease that rotted you from the inside or from the outside in. It disfigured people in grotesque ways, as quite literally parts of their body rotted from their bones. Um, all people knew in the time of Moses was that it seemed to be contagious and that there was no way to cure it. So the law said, all the law can do. All the law can do is say, do this, that's bad, don't do that. that you know, that's all the law can do. It can't save us, it can just tell us what's bad and what's good, which is great, by the way. But in the end, the law was pretty simple. Uh, if it looked like you had leprosy, you were moved out of the city and into a leprosy camp, where if you didn't have it before, you'd have it then. And at that point, you had to, if you dared leave the camp, you had to ring a bell and you had to shout, unclean, so that no one would accidentally see you or come in contact with you. Um, this was the life you were doomed to if you were a leper. In our first reading, we hear the law. The law, get them out, right? Get them far away from everybody else. Uh, and people were good in the sense of people would leave food outside of the leprosy camp so they didn't starve to death. But that's basically all they could do. Um, when we get to today's gospel, there's a couple interesting things to note, I think. Uh, number one is that the guy was doing his job. He was ringing his bell and yelling, unclean. And that when he asked Jesus for a miracle, there's another thing to note. Namely, this is one of the times where Jesus touched a person and healed them. It's a really interesting thing to note, and someday I'll do a homily on it that will bore you to death, but I'll find interesting. Uh, uh, but Jesus does a lot of miracles without touching, and when he does touching miracles, it's a very specific thing. Just last week, in one of our daily readings, uh, Jesus kind of, I, I just think this is great, Jesus did an exorcism of someone half a mile away while eating dinner, 
right? Uh, all right, he's flexing here, right? He did an exorcism from half a mile away. Uh, I think that's amazing, right? Way to go, Jesus. Uh, he can clearly do things like this and does it a ton of times without touching or even seeing the person. When he touched this man, it is very reasonable to assume no one had physically touched him in at least 10 years, that he had had no human touch. And we can also very safely assume that nobody wanted to touch him. He was so deformed and grotesque from this disease. And Jesus touched him and he healed him. I think for a lot of us, and at least I, I know this is true for me, I often feel very ugly. Uh, and, and, and there's all kinds of things that can prompt it. I was actually kind of chuckling uh, when our first reader had some struggles with the word Leviticus. Uh, that was me. Uh, because at the 8 o'clock mass, I couldn't remember the blessing for the deacon. And I ended up saying something like, Lord, I'm so sorry, do whatever I ask you to do whenever I do this. Uh, I couldn't remember the prayer, right? And then that got in my head. You messed up that prayer. And so I messed up the next one. And then I messed up another thing. And then when it came communion time, true story, I went down and stood there and no one was getting in line. And in my head, I'm like, I can't imagine everyone's wrong but me. Yeah, so I'm missing a key piece of data, and that's when an acolyte came over and said, maybe you want to give communion to the people distributing communion like we do every week. <laughs> right? like, that's, that's a good idea. We can do that. <laughs> I messed up the announcement. I messed up a part of the... Like, every mistake I made guaranteed the next one. Yeah? And it was still a valid mass. I, you know, praise God. I was worried I'd be body of Christ and people might be like, I hope, you know. You ruined it for everyone, Father. But I told, it's so funny, I did. I told our first reader, I said, you're going to mess up. I'm contagious today. Because then the deacon messed up. Oh, Lord have mercy. But I, I, I'm that guy. If I make a mistake, I start thinking about it, which makes it easier to make another one. Um, there's times I feel very ugly because of my attitude. Uh, just a few months ago, I was at a, a meeting at the diocese. And if you ever hear me say, I'm going to a meeting at the diocese, pray for me. I hate them. I hate them so much, right? It's hours of sitting still while we misdiagnose every problem and come up with plans that won't work. Uh, and and I, I sit at these meetings, and every once in a while, I do the right thing. I just pray through them, right? Lord, help me to be humble. Help me to be attentive. Help me to be wise. Yeah, that's one of my favorite prayers. Uh, but this meeting, no. I decided to pull the pin and throw the grenade of complaining. Uh, and it made a boom. Uh, and I, I argued and I complained and then I got in the car and dad was in the car so I helped him a lot by explaining in great detail uh, how unbelievably right I was and how, I don't want to say stupid everyone else was, but uh, 
And as we're driving home, I realized I just spent 20 minutes emotionally throwing up on my father. Yeah? And I felt dirty. I felt dark. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah? Because, you know, complaining fixes everything. We all have great experience with this. And I, I did. I felt really ugly. And I, I, I said, Dad, I'm sorry. My attitude stinks. You know, let's... And I hate, this is my line, I hate when I get like this. I'm sorry. And Dad showed me great mercy. We have those times, don't we, where we just, the ugliness inside of us, that kind of spiritual leprosy, that the flesh uh, gets in there and we just start making a mess of things. And I think it's hard for us in those moments to believe we are lovable. But we are. There's a line in scripture that it kills me, right? And it's in there six times that I know of. It says this, quote, the Lord delights in his people. Wait, really? I, I, if it said the Lord can tolerate his people I'd be like that's a God I get that's a God I understand you guys are knuckleheads but I put up with it because I'm God and you're my people that's a love I can understand but here's the love that while we're driving the nails in his hands he's loving us and in those moments where we feel so desperately ugly can we choose to believe that he's touching us and saying, I do want to heal you. I do. This is, I think, the challenge Jesus wants for us today. To recognize in those moments where we feel the most unlovable is the time we need to double down in our abject conviction that he is in love with us. And nothing we can do will change his mind. Because it's not a love based on how well we perform. It's a love based on the fact that we exist and that we belong to him, and that we are helpless and tiny and prone to error and prone to spiritual insanity. And he gets it. And his response to it is to touch us and say, I do will it. Be made clean. I want us to give our ugliness to Jesus today. I want us to give those moments where we feel so unlovable to him and say, heal this wound, Lord. Heal this wound. And the moment you and I can buy that he does love us, that healing begins. So as we receive him today in the Eucharist, as we receive him today through these beautiful words of God, as we draw strength from the fact that all of us here need him and he's here for us let's pray for that grace to believe that in our spiritual leprosy what he wants more than anything is for us to come to him and let him touch that ugly and say i do will it be made clean amen, amen. okay